In this episode, Dr. Keshi discusses the possibility of caring too much. Spoiler alert, you can. But then we discuss what happens when we take things way too serious. Then provide a little guidance on what to do when you find yourself chronically frustrated over real life just laughing at the expectations you demand of it. Roll the intro! Hello, and welcome to ah, Coffee with Cashy. I'm your host, Dr. Trevor Cashy. And today's lesson is titillatingly titled, The More You Care, The Worse You Do. Oh my goodness, the eternally frustrated perfectionist. Here's what you're learning. A distraction-free background. This is serious business. <laughs> Is it possible to care too much? What 120-year-old neuroscientist experiments, neuroscience experiments, blatantly showed about nervous system stimulation, performance, and learning, and therefore results? And three. Finding yourself chronically frustrated about your results? Well, if you lighten up, chances are you'll learn more and do better. This is the money right here, okay? Chances are, your current frustrations with your fitness and body, for instance, are the result of taking something just too darn seriously versus taking it, well, seriously enough. Hmm? So, it makes sense to just take other things more seriously, to take another thing more seriously, to solve for the problems caused by taking that other thing more seriously. This gets really freaking serious. Super serious. Like so serious that when results fall short of that demandingness you have of yourself, it probably cultivates some frustration at yourself, right? A little bit of that beat, beat them up attitude or beat myself up attitude. So, uh, you know, I guess more, more the beat myself up attitude. Speaking from experience there, quite a lot of it. Ugh beat myself up attitude is dare say in heavy conflict with practically all rational plans to improve your fitness and your body also speaking from a lot of tragic experience there why why mostly because the main ways people beat themselves up or avoid beating themselves up involve eating and drinking in some way anger eating or frustration eating and drinking probably happens just as much, maybe more, than sad eating and drinking. But that's my bias because I tended to destroy pizzas to keep myself from destroying people. Or else I'd probably go back to hurting myself in other ways. Hmm? Yeah. I don't know about you, but I've been set off by things even sillier than accidentally eating salad dressing that was too fatty. It may as well have been a war crime the way I came down on myself. Visible scars tell you that story better. Maybe you know what it's like to come down really hard on yourself for something that seems small, but you know deep down it must be a big deal. Must be a big deal. And with TKN, lightening up my perspective helped my body more than lightening up my food choices ever did. 
ever did. So here's what that looks like. Here's what that looks like. Here's my best ye old timey scientist voice from the publication, The Relationship of Strength of Stimulus to Rapidity of Habit Formation, the Journal of Comparative Neuropsych, issue 18, published in 1908. All right, thinking caps on. <laughs> I have to get that. Contrary to our expectations, this set of experiments did not prove that the rate of habit formation increases with the increase in the strength of stimulus up to the point at which it becomes positively injurious. Instead, an intermediate range of intensity of stimulation proved to be most favorable to the acquisition of habit under the conditions of visual discrimination under this set of experimental circumstances. In light of these preliminary results, we are able to plan a more exact and thorough examination of the relation of strength of stimulus to the rapidity of learning. So here's what that means. Here's what that means using Dr. Cashy's care curve. A little T busting out. Yeah, little T busting out. This is good. So here's what that means explaining with Dr. Cashy's care curve. <clears throat> Taking things too seriously. Here's the care curve, right? On the x-axis, you have how much I care. How much I care. On the y-axis, you have how good I do. That is, taking things too serious will eventually interfere with your ability to do good and learn stuff. That is, absorbing and integrating information from the mistakes you'll indubitably make. You will indubitably make mistakes. The mistakes you will indubitably make. You'll have difficulty absorbing and integrating information from the mistakes so that you can do better next time when you care too much, when you take it too serious. And Dr. Cashy's care curve reminds you that there's a bell-type relationship between how worked up you are and how well you do when you go about solving it. Does it really take a prestigious neuroscientist to explain that if you're super worked up, you're worse at doing the smart stuff and better at doing the dumb stuff? No. It does help, though. <laughs> if you have the skills or capacity to acquire the skills, which practically everybody does, and you have too little sense of duty, you care too little, well, you act amateurish and inept. Examples of that abound. <laughs> Take it a little more serious, though, and you start to get, you know, a little more caringness, a little more caringness, and you start to make a conscious effort. You start to make a conscious effort at doing well, and the results start to roll in. Eventually, your caringness hits a point to where the amount you take it seriously and how well you do hit a peak. Just the right amount of taking it serious, just the right amount of caring, and there's this awesome vertex of really the maximum amount of positive output you can have and the maximum amount of caringness you have. That is the stuff. That is the stuff. With too high sympathetic arousal, using that fancy neuroscience language, with too high sympathetic arousal, which are fancy words for taking stuff too serious in this case, we struggle. We struggle along as really impotent, over-anxious invalids. <laughs> in other words, getting super worked up makes us even more frustrated and more dumber. Disturbing negative emotions, 
like being frustrated or, or being frustrated at being frustrated, for instance, it handicaps our ability to come up with sensible solutions, even to, to simple annoyances. In other words, when you feel you must do well, you must do well, and then you goof up, oh boy, is that rough. That's rough. And it impairs your ability, impairs our ability, everyone's ability to do even simple things. And you know what that does? Other neuroscientists, super nerds, Schwartz and Gottman in 76, gosh, nearly 45 years ago, found that problems in assertiveness are not usually a result of skill deficits, but out of performance inhibition. In other words, when people take things way too serious, when people take things way too serious, they get too worked up and they're worse at doing smart stuff and better at doing dumb stuff, even if they know the smart stuff, even if they know it, which makes them look and feel even dumber, which makes them even more worked up. And this gets crazy. <laughs> dealing with the negative disturbance might be a conditional necessity Dealing with the negative disturbance might be a conditional necessity, but you still need more to go one step further. To go one step further, replacing the negative disturbance with constructive and rational negativity. Yes, that's a thing. Functional negativity is a thing. It is good, it's back to Tiny T, it is good to be frustrated enough. Because how much you care can be just as much how much as you care about a problem, how serious you're taking a problem, same sort of thing. It's good to be frustrated enough, to care enough, to care enough to start to make things happen and get better because of it. Hmm? Thus, solving the problem and improving your life. Both of these things are kind of a big deal. At least a TKN they are. So here's everything boiled down to the giblets. Here's everything boiled down to the giblets, as my grandma star says. Thinking caps on, follow along. You make a goof. You make a goof. I must take this even more serious this time, says the eternally frustrated perfectionist. And taking things seriously is helpful, but, and a big but, <sighs> taking things too serious is harmful. If caring, if you care as much as you do, th then it's easy to mix those things up. Because the more serious you are, the more serious you are, the more it shows your caringness, right? The more serious you are, the more it shows your caringness, right? The bigger your chances of succeeding, right? Well, the Yerkes Dodson Law, all the way back in 1908, says, no, no. The truth is, the more serious you take something, the more serious you take something, the more likely you will screw it up and then beat yourself up about it. And then beat yourself up about it. Yikes. Even worse, that self-punishment destroys your progress and you become even more serious, become even more serious in your dire need to succeed. And then you goof again. See where this is going? This begs the question. This begs the question. Well, Dr. Cashy, okay, that makes sense. But if I don't take it seriously, how will I meet my goal? And that question makes perfect sense. But wait, there's more. Do you see how sneaky that is? 
super serious or not serious at all? Did you catch the tragically ironic black and white thinking where the only options are taking it too seriously or not taking it seriously? I remember being there too. Here's a three-step solution. Much of this is experience and persistence, but your borrowing from TKN's combined experiences cuts that down dramatically. You're in the right place. You're in the right place. Step one, follow your data. Follow your data. Step two, step two, keep Dr. Cashy's care curve in the back of your mind. Keep Dr. Cashy's care curve in the back of your mind. And three, head over to smartpeoplecomehere.com to reserve your spot in Dr. Cash's upcoming challenge. So here's what you've learned. Here's what you've learned. If it's possible to care too much, yes, it is. Totally is. Two, that 120-year-old neuroscience experiments blatantly showing nervous system stimulation affecting performance and learning and therefore results. Old dead scientist did it again. <laughs> Why is this important? Because people uh, stimulate themselves, they get frustrated, right? And then they stimulate themselves again and stimulate themselves even more because they stimulated themselves. They get frustrated and they get mad that they're frustrated and they get frustrated that they're mad and then all sorts of crazy stuff happens. All sorts of goofing. More of the dumb stuff. It's easier to do the dumb stuff and harder to do the smart stuff the more frustrated and worked up you get, right? They all, they all get worked up about getting worked up, and that makes it harder to do the smart stuff, easier to do the dumb stuff, making you even more likely to beat yourself up, frustrating you even more because you destroy your progress on top of looking and feeling dumb. Yikes! Man. So you find yourself chronically frustrated about your results? Dr. Cash's care curve is how you put your knowledge into action. If you lighten up, you'll learn more and do better. So lighten up, doctor's orders. <laughs> Thanks for learning. You're awesome. Until next time. Want to continue having coffee with Dr. Cashy? Head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It is very much appreciated. Thank you, and see you next week. Dr. Cashy is out! <laughs>